0: back again middle of uh summer movie season so i'm seeing a lot of garbage uh by my own choice but you know i want to review those popular movies and this week i get to talk transformers uh and next week i get to talk about the flash and then i think there's a break i I think i get oppenheimer after that taylor so i'm after after these two weeks i should be okay
1: I want to see Oppenheimer. I cannot say it, but Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, op, Oppenheimer. <laughs> <Not, laughs> Oppenheimer. It's like the it's like the um Jingleheimer Schmidt song. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> My yeah. name is learning too. Um, I saw a headline that they didn't CGI the explosion. Did we talk about that on the show? No. And the, and the comments on the article is like, if they didn't see had the explosion, what was it? A nuclear blast?
0: Yeah. what? Like a <laughs> <Like> real... <laughs> well, then what did they do? Like, I'm very curious. I didn't, I didn't hear about this. No, we never talked about this.
1: Oh, I must have. You know when you read something and you just have a conversation in your brain about it? So I guess that's what reading the comment section on articles is. <laughs> Instead of talking to your friends, I just projects conversations in these <laughs> anyways, yeah. Apparently um it's Christopher Nolan, right? Who directed yes. this one? Yes it is um, um I guess they did not see GI the explosion. So we'll have to look into that a little bit more. And when that's so confusing
0: it, considering what I'm it's sure, about. <laughs> like,
1: I'm sure like you can simulate an a nuclear cloud without it being like you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess so. Pyrotechnics.
0: It's just such a specific look.
1: I mean, I guess the, yeah. Mushroom cloud. Yes,
0: yeah. I I guess you can do that. Um, so they must have. Well, they must have. Because I think we would have heard. Like, I think I think it would have been a bigger story if there was going to be actual warheads used to yeah, film the like, movie.
1: Knowing what I know about, um, uh, like the nuclear I was gonna say nuclear holocaust knowing what I know about like nuclear stuff you can't just do a self-contained mushroom cloud for a movie no like, is it, you yes. can't do that the little so, I
0: know is that it's poison yeah you can't just release the poison so I'm sure they didn't and I'm sure it must be, but but it must be like, oh, they, they were able to accurately simulate it with a like pyrotechnics with a real explosion and make it look the way it was supposed to. It's just the wording of that is super confusing, you know that that requires a lot more information than just like, oh yeah, no, we didn't use CGI. <laughs> it's like,
1: but okay. you know what, I'm I'm here obviously like I don't condone like a nuclear cloud for a movie, but I've said all along I want to return to practical effects so i'm looking forward to this if it's true that they didn't cgi the cloud and other things in this movie i think all the better
0: oh yeah practical effects movies are are fantastic and they've proven time and time again that they can make them and kind of use cgi just to touch things up or to make it kind of work but top gun maverick from last year Um, most of what we usually get from Steven Spielberg is practical. And every time we return to that, it looks great. So I'm sure this will be... And and Christopher Nolan likes his practical everything. Like, he's not a director who likes overly CGI things. So I I think that's even... It's better for that. It bodes um, well. It does. And it looks good. Like this movie looks very interesting and it looks like a nice break from just kind of like the popcorn movies that I've been going to see at best. This yeah. looks like, okay, in the middle of the summer, we'll get a, movie a nice movie. Like, movie. Yes, exactly. A <laughs> film. Yeah. A movie movie. I, okay, again, like I enjoy Spider-Man uh, Across the Spider-Verse, but again, it's very popcorn movie to me. Yeah. Even though there's great art to it, And like I understand, people don't at me. I understand that the Spider Man movies, those animated ones take a lot of art and they're really interesting and innovative. At times to me, it's still just visual noise. And it's nice to take a little break to get back to practical effects every once in a while.
1: I think our listeners know that we're pretty well rounded, even though we come off as pretty unhinged. Like we (laughs) I'm fully in support of popcorn movies. I'm fully in support of B movies. There's a time and a place for everything, right, Mike? But when you I agree back-to-back scene kind of not that the Spider-Man movie was a B-movie by any means but you know when you've seen like back-to-back kind of
0: trashy, yeah popcorn
1: adventure movies it's a nice palate cleanser to have like a more serious film It's why it's nice
0: to have a summer where, okay, you've got Oppenheimer, you've got the Barbie movie, like you've got this variety of things that are a little different than than what you normally get, and then you can still go see your nostalgia films like Indiana Jones and this Transformers movie that I'm going to review, and you've got like Spider-Man, which is like cool and interesting and different, but still... It's a superhero movie, and that's what it was. Like, it wasn't innovative in terms of the story it was telling. It was just how it was telling the story that made it different. So I like the fact that I can take those breaks. I'm really not looking forward to The Flash is my main concern. Like, I'm actually concerned and not looking forward to next weekend. Even though, Taylor, I'm doing this to myself. Like, talk about, like, n- like having to give yourself anxiety for no reason. Um, but I just, it, I don't think it's going to be very good, and I'm super concerned about it. Um, but I go because I want to see all the new movies this year to stay current and our fans like when we see the new stuff. But I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for, for Christopher Nolan after Little Mermaid, Spider-Man, <laughs> The Flash. I'll be ready for, for Christopher
1: Nolan. This is the second Flash movie.
0: This is the first Flash movie.
1: Oh, so this isn't even... I thought this was a sequel. He, flash movie. So well kind
0: of okay. So he was in um the I guess the, that's
1: all the more reason they don't want to can, they didn't want to cancel it.
0: Yeah, he was in the Justice League. So okay. he, he we've seen him before and he was one of the four main characters in Justice League, so it's kind of a sequel to that, but it's his first standalone movie. And I don't I think it was the money too that they poured into this thing because the D C Cinematic Universe is, is Dead. Like these movies mean nothing because everything's changing and they're moving on. But th- we're getting The Flash, Blue Beetle, and I think another Aquaman movie. And then they're completely recasting and moving forward with like a completely new plan and resetting everything. So these movies really mean absolutely nothing. But I think, I personally think because The Flash, and this is like another multiverse movie, and that's something The Flash has always been able to do, is because of his speed, he can actually travel through time. I think he discovers that in this movie, travels through time, makes a bunch of mistakes, and then somehow he's important for something. Mike? Yes?
1: Just because you can travel through time, I don't think you can necessarily travel through different multi-universes. And I know maybe that's part of the comic books, and I know all these comic books, I'm very hot and heavy about these multiverses (laughs) at the anniversary party I was at. I got into this with a 14 year old and she agreed with me. So that was good. But, um, these multiverses, I just, I'm so sick of them. Even though I don't watch these movies, I'm sick of hearing about them. I, it makes sense to me. You can run so fast. You can run backwards and forwards and like on the time plane, but that doesn't translate to running into a different universe.
0: No. So what it's saying is that like the the, quote unquote science, I'm putting science in quotes, everybody, because I don't know how much science there is in this movie. But the idea and in the comic book thing is he travels back in time, does something to screw up the timeline. Butterfly effect. Exactly. Returns to his timeline. But what it creates is a a break off universe. Like it creates a completely new time stream because the theory is and the, there's actual science around this, is that there's actually no way to impact your past. Even if we could, in theory, have the technology to travel through time, we'd be creating a new like t- path along the timeline. Right,
1: the you, butterfly effect. Exactly,
0: the butterfly yeah. effect. So it's more, he's cre- he creates, I should say, a alternate timeline that becomes an alternate universe because the two timelines can coexist but are different. So- is-
1: Is DC doing this because they want to get into the multiverse game, or they just was... I know decisions are made so far in the past, but what's your take? Do you think they're just doing this to cash in on the multiverse?
0: Yes. Yes, 100%. I'm so glad you brought that up, because this is my take. (laughs) This is my take on it. Their entire existence to this point has been because of their insecurity over Marvel. They saw someone else do something cool. And since then, they've done it. They're kind of like the younger younger sibling. They just do things because the older sibling's doing it. They don't actually care about it or think about it or put any thought into it. It's like, oh, no, they're doing it, so we have to do it. But these are the final movies of that mindset. Because they hired James Gunn to now take on the universe himself. And he's going to do a bunch of things and change a bunch of things and make his own kind of universe. So they're going to stop doing that. But this is one of the final movies of this insecure, terrible, uh, what did we, you you had a good saying for like bro, bro movies. <laughs> That's what they are. Even for me, even for me, these superhero right. movies are bro movies. We're like, oh, look at this cool thing. And look how it happens in the
1: flash. Oh, there's explosions the,
0: <laughs> Yeah, the explosion, all this blood and everybody has abs. And like, it just doesn't. Like, it doesn't work for, for superhero movies and specifically in this in this universe because Superman is such a, you know, holier-than-thou character, but you, you make him dark and disturbed and it kind of loses everything. They've done that in this universe. Like, one of the things that I'm not looking for is Ezra Miller has never felt like Barry Allen to me. Barry Allen is this really excitable, energetic, smart, young guy who is sort of thrown into the superhero thing and kind of doesn't take it, overly seriously but is is at the core a really nice person and is sincere and like does kind of the right things and he's a really nice counterbalance to batman who's like uber serious about everything because of the life that he's led like there's this sort of like yin and yang with the two of them ezra miller has never captured barry allen to me like it's always been very in the little bits that i've seen it's never been oh, you're you're playing Barry Allen? It's You're playing this character who's putting the Flash uniform on, and it, it, I don't even know what you're doing. Like, it just doesn't work for me. So I'm I'm interested to see them releasing this movie, but I also know that I don't think they put a lot of effort into it because the last two trailers I saw, the CGI looked so atrociously bad that I'm worried that this movie was just at, at a certain point like, yeah, we're not spending any more money on it, just release it.
1: Yeah, but everyone's everyone's really half budding there. Um, did you like how I avoided a swear just now? Half you did. There, yes, uh... <laughs> that was thank you. My
0: my for edit, for post editing me is very happy with that.
1: Um, I feel like every like every studio is like really shortchanging their CGI. So like that's not a DC problem.
0: You know who what what uh, movie had fantastic CGI? Transformers: Rise of the Beasts.
1: Are we segueing into your uh, No, no, no no, right no.
0: Now? no. no. We'll we'll do it later. But I'm just I'm just saying that I normally Those I Those robots
1: do like, looked so real.
0: They did. And and this was this was the first Transformers movie I've seen aside from maybe Bumblebee where I didn't like my brain didn't explode with with like just like I don't know what I'm watching like men right. fighting each other. It was so clear and crisp. You could actually see the action. Which I was really surprised by. People like, that, like the that, Transformer they, movies. They do, and they do really well. And this one's doing really well. And it's. So I'm but, not surprised. Taylor, they're not great. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you, the CGI for the first time in it's like a little while. Yeah, I came out of it being like, I don't have anything to complain about with the CGI. But normally I agree with you. Where the CGI has been going, kind of down. And
1: down oh, so down. hard. well, you know, my gripe about fire CGI and every movie I've watched because it looks awful. Fire never
0: looks, looks, looks
1: good. So bad, it looks so cheesy. <laughs> and like, how expensive is it to have like one strip of fire? You know, like like a like um, you know, those like backyard fire tables. Like, no, mm. you know, like it's just like a strip of propane. Like, those are pretty safe. Like. Just do that. You know what I mean? Anyways, I, I won't get into the fire, Gray, but <laughs> yeah, um, fire cleaner, before but before we move on, um, do you want to hear the Ezra Miller headline since we're yes, talking about... You were
0: telling me about this headline before we started and we're looking for it. So you found it. So I did um, find it. So what do we got?
1: So Ezra Miller makes first public appearance since dot, 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 all that. <laughs> so, I don't know if our listeners remember. They might have shorter memories uh, than I when it comes to Ezra Miller. But Ezra Miller um, was having quite the troubles um, over the past, like, couple years. Like, not even, like, I won't even say, like, last year. Like, a couple years. Um, oh, well, Here, here is the, I'll read you the first paragraph. The okay. Flash is finally here after a full decade of toiling and a few felonies for its star. DC's big bet has gotten in cautiously positive reception thus far, but Warner Brothers' uh, discovery has hidden Ezra Miller away from the press tour for the most part. That's because the actor, who uses they-them pronouns, would have to answer for a number of misdeeds, abuses, and otherwise alarming tales from the past three years if they were to face the press. So, um, they were accused of, like, breaking of entering, of, um, kidnapping an underage person and grooming them, of maybe starting a cult um so those are the the felonies that they're referring to and so i wanted to read you the the subheading of the of the quote is ezra miller made some brief comments at the flash premiere to thank everyone who supported their quote trying and very beautiful end quote journey so the full quote is um the Fantastic Beasts alum went on to thank everybody who supported us in our lives and in the world and everybody who supported me in my life and in the world along this decade-long trying and very beautiful. Instead of using the word journey, he, they used the word peregrination, which is a fancy way of saying a long journey. Okay. But um, I would not describe Ezra Miller's journey as beautiful.
0: No, that's <laughs> that. That's the that's the word that that would bother sticks. me and sticks to you because, yes, I'm sure. Like people go through many journeys and finding things about themselves and discovering things and and all that stuff. Th- there are other individuals who you're hurting, both physically and mentally, by the way you're behaving. I don't
1: know so how if, could that be lovely. I don't know if Ezra Miller is referring to because. They say the decade long. So, like, I don't know if they're referring to, like, the decade of trying to get this movie made. But, again, like, even if they're referring specifically to the movie, that quote-unquote journey includes all of the crazy stuff they did in the last three years. So, yeah, like, beautiful is one way to put what happened.
0: (laughs) But this is the thing. Talking to the media and public relations, PR, um, it's not this difficult. Like I, I understand that that it's hard and harder, especially for stars. Um, and when you have a big movie, you're you're in a certain level of category above, like anything else, including sports, including like a lot of things. Like you just get a lot of media coverage. I'm sure it's way more difficult than I'll ever know. I'm sure there's a lot of trials and tribulations that come along with that. The thing about Ezra Miller, like I think the studio made a great decision okay we're gonna we're gonna hide we're gonna hide this person away not let they them should have speak. kept
1: hiding Ezra. yeah like why would you then
0: <laughs> as your movies opening this weekend and like all the press is happening what have you why would you then be like okay now go talk to the press I'd be waiting for the movie to open I'd be waiting to say like listen you're going through a lot of things right now we're just gonna even even to protect them just to say like I'm let's protect you from the media from any scrutiny from people talking about it and just don't speak don't address anything, no questions, nothing. We'll have you take pictures of the red carpet with everyone else. But that's it. Go and watch the movie yeah. the premiere and then leave. And that's Wouldn't they all.
1: have wouldn't they have handlers to say like no questions, 100%, no questions? 100 percent We on, Ezra. Like the movie's starting. Yeah,
0: and like that's what you should have done. Because the minute you even even if they're describing the movie, which had like I don't think they've been working on the flash for 10 years. I mean, they the studio has been, but not not Ezra Miller. So right. I just think that it's it's a miss you're misspeaking and you're you're obviously going to have a possibility of being misunderstood because of everything going on right now. Eventually you have to to address what's been going on if you're staying in the public eye. If you're gonna be a private citizen and you have a bunch of things happen to you, you have to be addressed you'll have to address that in the court of law eventually. In this particular case, you're in the public eye, fine. If you want to stay that way, if you want to be a working actor, if you want to pursue the arts, you're going to have to eventually answer these questions and you better have better responses than that. You can say I'm on a journey. It's a personal journey. I've made a lot of mistakes. It, you know, I, I apologize for those. I'm going to continue to work on myself, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take that away from from the movie or what have you. Sure, fine. Say whatever. Again, this is easy. It's so simple to get out of these situations and and I bet you it was a scenario of Ezra Miller walking away from the handlers for a second and the handler being like oh I'm just going to take uh, a sip of my water and, and then fired. turn around and be like oh no and then they're fired <laughs> and that person's gone
1: <laughs> and like I'm just thinking like the things that Ezra Miller has been accused of which I think is going to court like I don't think they're they're like off scot free like I think like there are criminal cases against him as far as I know uh, and the fact that they're allowing him to remain in this franchise when um, Army Hammer, who was accused of, like, some hor- horrific stuff, too, was, like, so thoroughly cancelled, like, immediately. You know what I mean? So, like,
0: yeah.
1: it's just, like, it's so weird to me um, that they're, like, they've put all of their, like, all their money on Ezra Miller, the studio. Well, you know and that's I mean? the thing.
0: Like, I think... Unfortunately, I think they were doing that. And unfortunately, from the past couple of years, they have had to rethink that. Like, I think Ezra Miller's done as The Flash, but it's not going to be as public as the Army Hammer stuff. Like, I really like we're past that. And I don't again, I don't know why it's just it's it's both situations. Like, Why Ezra? You know what I mean? Like, why wasn't
1: why weren't they canceled?
0: It's a great question. Um, but I don't think because of the way DC is going, and we'll see, maybe this movie changes things or, or has some sort of usage for that, but it, I don't think we're going to see Ezra Miller back as a Flash. I just don't think it's going to be a big public announcement now. I think right. it will wait. They'll say but this I, is the, it's no the way.
1: last, it's one of the last movies of the last phase there's I don't think anyone's gears, coming back. I think blah, they're recasting
0: blah, 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 blah. everyone. Every single person is going to get recast. Now, my theory from the beginning was because of the time travel stuff that maybe the flash has something to do with this.
1: And they like set up for a different universe with exactly. Universe.
0: yeah, like maybe maybe this is the th- and I think they were going to back Ezra Miller because they're young enough to back a series at the, at the point like and and for the next ten to fifteen years, the flash would be a good character to do that with. Because it would make sense in the comic books. But I think now they have to rethink that. I really do. I don't think DC is going to keep Ezra Miller around. I just think they're not announcing
1: it now. Fair enough. So I think, they were just I think so deep happen. in the hole. They're like, we can't.
0: The amount of money they've spent on these movies that are now being doesn't... released.
1: But Mike, <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense because they literally finished that uh, that Batgirl series. The oh yes, and they
0: completely—they completely, completely can't
1: it. Like I think it was like in editing or whatever, or like yes. post production.
0: Yeah, it was done. And so,
1: like, so don't tell me that you couldn't do that to the Flash movie. You know Should've, what I mean? Could
0: absolutely. I don't get. It. I absolutely. just don't get it.
1: I just cannot wrap my Hollywood makes no sense to <laughs> That's like. True. Well, because like I just compared to the army hammer thing where they like. To be fair. He wasn't well. I guess they released, um, "Murder on the Nile." Like they still yes, released that that, did, they that, like yes, got that did rid of me. all of. They like got rid of him in the promotion stuff, the promotional stuff, it was and like definitely to, in the movie though, and like tried to edit him out of the trailer. But like, but like he's thoroughly canceled. He won his lawsuit, um, which like made headlines. I think like maybe two or three weeks ago. So Army Hammer had like won his lawsuit. And so I'm sure he's gonna like try to make his comeback happen. We'll oh wait, see. does that
0: mean he never ate a human?
1: Uh, he no, never we... ate a human. Never sexually oh, assaulted his girlfriends, etc., right. etc. Cetera, et cetera. So are we
0: canceling him now? I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know. See, that's it'll be interesting to see in the next. Um, I don't think like weeks. I think more like months and years. Um, if he'll be like allowed back in Hollywood, I just don't. I just can't wrap my head around the fact that. That Ezra Miller was not was not treated in the same way when like,
0: Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any you're right. That doesn't make any sense.
1: When like he literally was um, beating like assaulting people in Hawaii, not like allegations, not allegations. Didn't that happen?
0: Didn't that happen twice? And we're like, can you literally just leave Hawaii? Yes, I remember that.
1: They were in jail for assaulting people in Hawaii.
0: I do remember that now.
1: And I'm not saying that like Army Hammer didn't do the things that he did, but it was like um a little bit more of a he said she said situation. You know what I mean? Like whereas like again, like I'm not saying I'm not excusing Army Hammer like apologizing for him. I'm just saying like there was like Ezra Miller was literally in jail. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I I like I personally uh still think Army Hammer ate a human. Um, but that's just because of the, I find that funny.
1: Yeah, and well, I shouldn't.
0: Like honestly, I should really examine myself a bit because why? Why would I find that funny? What but a great, I
1: do. what a great um, concept for a musical, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's called Sweeney
1: Todd. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: already exists.
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway. Oh well, man, Army Hammer
0: should be in Sweeney Todd. What a way to come back!
1: What yeah, like that great. would be very tongue-in-cheek, very. Um,
0: well, it, and it's interesting because you're right. And when you get into a court of law, you don't know, right? Because sometimes things get settled and you're like, well, then we, we will never know the truth, but something's right. settled. So I guess everyone's satisfied enough. But then when you win a lawsuit, it's like, okay, well, you were able to prove it. Again, will we 100% be able to know what happened? No, we can probably be like, well, maybe 80%, 90%. Cause this is of this about tricky, it.
1: Especially with like sexual assault. And like, again, I'm no lawyer, but like. It's one of those things where the the judge was like, there wasn't enough evidence to prove that it happened.
0: I would love to get a lawyer on this show,
1: but not to say, yeah, like, but just <laughs> because there wasn't enough proof doesn't mean it didn't. does happen.
0: exactly, but but what you're, but my point in that is exactly what you're saying is Ezra Miller was literally in jail, yeah, for the assault. In so so, uh, separate everything else for a second. Forget everything else. You have an individual who's high profile, I, I, you know, you can't necessarily forget that, but in jail, multiple assault issues in Hawaii. Finally, I think someone got them out of there. Like their agent, I'm sure was like, get the hell out of here. Um, But I think what ends up happening now is as a studio, as your job, any type of job, you have to look at how that reflects on you and what you do next. You're obviously going to be judged on. And the fact that nothing really happened and this movie just ends up going where we've seen the studio cancel movies and TV shows that are finished losing all this money but writing it off as a loss why they decided to release the flash movie is still unknown like what, what is in dream. there that's so important and why was what happened to Ezra Miller not enough for people to to say okay we gotta like that like enough like this individual is clearly disturbed or needs some help or needs support another way okay fine but get like you got to get out of this industry to, to do that. That's proven. You take a step back, yeah. work on things, and then Well, there has to be
1: consequences people. to your actions. Like, that's my belief. You know, right. I don't necessarily believe in canceling people. I don't think, you know, we won't get into that on the, the show because I'll get canceled for not believing in canceling people. But I just think, like, there needs to be consequences to your actions. And, like, the fact that this, like – huge movie gets to go ahead and Ezra Miller gets to walk the red carpet as if nothing happened like what? Are we in are we in a multiverse right now? It's just bizarre to me.
0: Yeah, no, and and you're absolutely right and that's that type of thing. And it all comes back to because Ezra Miller is now speaking to the public, makes a public statement, everyone can kind of scrutinize it, but it's it's honestly it's your own fault as a studio, as an individual for putting yourself in that position and for having this now history of things. Like if you don't want to be questioned and you just want to live your life and do your art and do your work and not be questioned by people, don't do horrible things. Literally yeah. no, no one ever, ever comes at someone who's just living their life. Have we ever heard anyone be like, let's it's other than Taylor, let's attack Meryl Streep. Yeah. No, because Meryl Streep's just living her life, doing whatever. Same with Tom Hanks. You know, Taylor, you you don't like a lot of, like, really good people in, <laughs> who are in Hollywood just living their lives. But those, like, you just never hear anything you know because what? they don't do anything.
1: You know what? They're boring to me.
0: <laughs> I'd oh, yeah. much rather
1: read about Ezra Miller <laughs> doing the next crazy thing and, than whatever.
0: Full circle. <laughs> Twenty-eight minutes, <laughs> full circle to what the problem with society is right there in one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> because another. Ezra Biller is so much more interesting to talk about.
1: But because, you know, like I it, you to your point about like just like if you if they wanted to live their life like whatever, um, we wouldn't even be talking about this if they just muzzled Ezra. You know
0: what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah, and just said, hey, you're like just like I said. When you, you can speak once the movie's out, once your you know your contract's completed, because once a movie opens, your contract's done with with whatever but studio. Don't even so, let
1: them walk the red carpet. Where that's is true. it? You could do that. Yeah, like why? Do or don't have a premiere? I don't know. Like, there's so many things you could have done to prevent Ezra from saying that the last ten years has been beautiful.
0: Yeah, which is not <laughs> my drug
1: fueled cults. No, and that's it's not beautiful. a good look.
0: You're hundred percent right. It's not a good look. And it sucks that that we're sitting here having to do this, but again, I will go back to we can sit here all we want and blame whatever you want to blame, society and this and that, and social media and having more access than ever. You never, ever hear about someone if they just Live their life. You hear about them when they do amazing good things. You hear about that. You hear about them when they do horrific, terrible things. If you just live your life, just keep and your head down. Yeah, you don't assault people. You don't commit crimes. You just live your what? What was the quote? Happy, happy ten years. No one's saying beautiful. anything. Your beautiful decade. So I, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think there's a lot more problems. I do think. We can't just excuse behavior. People need to be held responsible. And I do, honestly, I go into this movie with some of that morbid curiosity. Just to see, like, what is this movie? And why was it so important that this movie had to come out?
1: And I'm quite, you know, I feel bad. Well, I don't want to say I feel bad for Ezra Miller. But I think Ezra was a very good actor.
0: Oh, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, Yeah, I think feeling bad might be the wrong term, But you do, you feel something. Where it's, it's a shame.
1: Yeah, it's like, too oh, bad
0: we're here. They could have we had a great career.
1: Yes. They could have totally. had a great career if Absolutely. they didn't fall off the rails. And so I'm dying I to think, hear the review. And I think
0: the fact having more high profile, and not that this necessarily matters, but I think it's good for society to have more high profile actors who do identify differently, whether it be they, them pronouns, you know, different than what we would consider, quote unquote, the norm. And having more actors who, 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 who say, Hey, this is, you know, these are my new pronouns. This is what I want to be referred to as. And having us get more used to that is good. And it's a shame that we're not talking about groundbreaking performances and the trajectory of a great career. We're talking about crimes, which is, is awful. And I don't know what we have to do as a society to support people better, but this happens too many times to young, amazing artists who, who just are just doing their thing. I mean, we see it happen all the time. And I I would really love to be in a position where we could just be talking about the performer and how fantastic they are. And it, again, I really do mean this, it's better for society and it helps move things forward to be be using they, them pronouns more often, to be using the pronouns of, of individuals who might not be the norm of what you're used to. And that's how you get used to it. And that's how it's good, but we don't get to do that. Which is what is a shame. Because I, I agree with you, Taylor. Like I was rooting for Ezra Miller.
1: Yeah. When when
0: the announcement first came that, oh, Ezra Miller is going to be a Flash, I was actually like, okay, this is really cool. Because this is like a, a young actor on like a probably awards winning trajectory who's going to be a superhero that, that they could play for 15 years. And that would yeah, have been Yeah, because really I cool.
1: think Ezra Miller is younger than me.
0: Ezra Miller, last time I checked, they were in their 20s?
1: Can you imagine doing all this insane I don't, I don't, stuff before you turn thirty? I'm exhausted just thinking about age
0: thirty. Age thirty now, like age thirty, right. like right now. So there you go. Yeah, everything in in your twenties, right, in terms of the performances and and yeah. Kind of so yeah, it's just it's a real shame, and and I think one of the reasons why I keep coming back to it and keep talking about it is because. I'm like, there's a little bit of that disappointment Yeah. of like, I want to be talking about different things and I want to be rooting for you. And I was really looking forward to the, the trajectory of your career. And now here, here we are having these conversations and it's really, it's, it's really troublesome to me to, to, to be doing this. And we cannot, I just don't think you can blame people for talking about it because again, all these things are happening and you're in the public eye. And I do think that does change things You you need to be more i don't know aware i guess
1: but i'll say one last thing and then we'll move on because we've been talking about this for a while but like for me part of the fascination is like a the crimes are just crazy like when we were following it um like every week which is like a new thing just like bizarre most
0: of it happening in hawaii
1: and yeah yeah and And like and i think like their ranch in Colorado which is like utterly bizarre stuff but the additional fascination is the studios making such crazy decisions around the film knowing all this stuff that to me um, is like the added layer where it's like it's one thing where you're like oh that's kind of sensational maybe we shouldn't be following what Ezra Miller's doing you know they're struggling whatever blah 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 but then like the fact that the studio is like, yep, we're 100 percent supporting them. We're moving forward with the movie when they've like done a million other weird, crazy things in the last year around the studio merger. Like that to me, like it's just it's fascinating, it's mind-boggling, it's utterly bizarre, and I can't wait to hear your review to see if it was yeah. worth it. That's the next thing. Week? Like, is it worth <laughs> it, Mike? You'll yeah. have to let us know.
0: I'll let you know next week. I will I will see Ezra Miller. Uh, in The Flash. And like, again, I just want it on record. I'm rooting for this movie. I want to be able to come out and be like, wow, Ezra Miller, they had a great performance.
1: Um, I, and that's I want why that. they.
0: Yeah. And I be want them to be that. incredible. Yes. And then to come out and be like, you know what, Taylor? This movie was so good. That I kind of get there's the belief here and maybe there's a like, let's, let's, you know, root around the art. Again, it doesn't excuse anything, but it might at least give us an idea as to what they were thinking. I don't think this move even if this movie's incredible, I don't think I would have made this decision. But again, I'm next week, I'm going to review it. I'm hoping for the best. Hopefully things change for Ezra, but it's, uh, it's a shame that we're in this position. Once again, <laughs> we'll probably Sorry. be in it for a very long time. Um, let's review some movies quickly. Um, before we run out. And then, and then Taylor, let's revisit this topic next week. Let's yeah. come right back to, to Ezra Miller talk here on uh, Screening in Kingston. Um, Taylor, you uh, have a great history of giving us really cool documentary recommendations. You've got a documentary for us that you just watched. Tell us about that.
1: So um, I watched... It's actually a documentary series. Well, it's um, a whole series. There you go. Yeah, well, like, you know... This is one of the things I'm going to get into with my review. Um, I think I was just trying to Google quickly. I'm not sure. It's like three or four episodes and oh. each episode is like 40 minutes. So I would call it like a documentary series as opposed to like a documentary. Because in my mind, a documentary is just like an hour and a half, two hours, right? So it say. sounds like a
0: documentary, but they broke it up into four episodes. Yeah,
1: or, or like three or four episodes. Like, mm. Anyways, it's called Shining Happy People. Duggar Family Secrets. It's available on Amazon Prime. Um, There's a bit of a buzz about it, um, like building up to the release date. I think it came out like the first week of June. People um, of a certain age probably grew up with the Duggers like I did on TLC. Um, they were a reality family, reality TV family. Um, you may remember 19 kids and counting. Mike, is this I, bringing I any I honestly
0: down? don't remember. <laughs> Any of it? No. Like this would have been like the two
1: thousands. Yep.
0: No, it must have just been not not really my thing.
1: I think it started with like sixteen kids and counting, and then like by the end of the series, it was like nineteen kids and counting. Um, and they are a fundamentalist Christian family who follow the teachings of this gentleman, Bill Gothard. I might be pronouncing his name wrong, and his institute. Oh, it's such a weird acronym. It's like i institute for basic life teachings or like basic life principles i apologize but it's like one of those weird acronyms um so anyways um for people who follow the Duggar family they'll know that the oldest brother was accused of um sexual molestation of of children and then um when he was like a, a young person that came out while the show was still on. And then, um, a couple years later, he was charged with child pornography, like, uh, having child pornography. And so he's like currently serving jail time. And that's kind of like when the show ended. And I think there was like spinoffs with the sisters. Cause they're like safe. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's a little bit of the background for people who aren't familiar with the Duggar family. I think, um, People of a certain age, like people who grew up watching reality TV on TLC will be well acquainted with the Duggar family, but as Mike always goes to show us, things that are very <laughs> current in pop culture, not everyone knows about it. I
0: so. I don't think I watched TLC. Like I I Fair I, I, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't think yeah. I watched TLC.
1: No, no 90-day fiancé, no 600-pound life, Mike. Come on. You're missing out no. on quality. <laughs> no, I, I
0: I can I can confidently say no.
1: It's definitely like a subset of reality TV. Like for even people who watch reality TV, I feel like TLC is its own. It's like own
0: its, like own, thing. its own its yeah. own thing.
1: You know what I yeah. mean? Like you might be watching The Bachelorette, but you might not be watching The Duggars. But you might right. right. Yeah, if that makes okay, sense, it's more like
0: a subset, kind of like you know, the, the, maybe the hardcore reality TV fans yeah. will also dive into TLC. Yeah. Okay.
1: Around the same time, like I remember, like we watched like. um I think it was called like Little People, Big World. It was about like the roll offs. And um, it was like a family, like the mom and dad had dwarfism, and one of their children had dwarfism. But then they had like two, they had three like regular size, like quote unquote regular size children. That was on this one
0: either. That
1: was on at the same time. Mm. Um, Sister Wives was on at the same time. That one's actually still on, um, which is about Mormonism, polygamy. So, anyways, like, I definitely, like, grew up watching all these shows, like, in right. high school with my family. Like, we were very heavy into it. Um, probably the same people who, like, watching Survivor.
0: I <laughs> it's of a, that a I think
1: so. I think so. Maybe I'm completely off off my rocker. Anyways, so, now, like, um, a lot of the older, so, like, 19 children and wow. the family subscribe to, like, very fundamentalist Christian beliefs one of them being, like, you need to have as many children as you physically can. And so that's why they have so many children. And the older children, some of them have, like, left that lifestyle and are, like, now speaking out um, in kind of their their own ways. And so um, hence the the subtitle of the documentary, Duggar Family Secrets. So mm-hmm. the, the Duggars are used in this documentary as... Um, as kind of like the this the launching point for investigating, um, for investigating this like religious movement, which some people call a cult. This IB I should really look up. Hold on, Duggar family. Yeah, some people. I- The IBLP, Institute for Basic Life Principles. So I apologize, Mike, you got to edit out that awkward pause while I Googled. So some people... I might keep it (laughs) Some people have (laughs) accused the IBLP as a cult. It's not a church. It's considered a ministry. Um, You can go to, like, you can go to your own church, but then you, like go to these seminars I don't know if this is like making much sense but essentially like um, the IBLP itself is not a church but it's a Christian ministry used by churches I and think I
0: understand does what that you're make saying. sense yeah. and so some I think people
1: so. some people have said like the movement or the ministry itself is a cult right so like right. Okay. sometimes in the documentary they refer refer to the IBLP as a cult. Some of the talking heads, like people who are interviewed, have say, like, I escaped the cult. Um, the documentary doesn't, I don't know, like, it doesn't really define what they mean by cult. And, like, no. I don't know if the Duggars themselves would, like, the the sisters who have left the the movement, I don't know if they would describe it as a cult. Um, I went is the documentary
0: think- trying to stay balanced then? Like, is that, like, is that on? do you think that's on purpose? No, I
1: don't think it's that? balanced. Like, it's definitely, like, IBLP is bad. Okay, okay, and like, gotcha. um, based on like what the eldest Duggar boy did, like, yes, it's bad. So like, um, news has come out now that the ch- the movement or the ministry essentially like harbors um abusers, and so like that's what the church, that's what this documentary is trying to investigate. Like, why did I think it's Josh? Why did Josh Duggar do the things that he did, and how did he get away with it? essentially, is like the the lynch point, the, like the thesis of the documentary series, right? So um, it makes for like fascinating, uh, a fascinating watch. If anyone who's interested in like religious movements, cults, um, like alternative religious movements, fundamentalism, like if you're interested in things like Mormonism, for instance, um, which is a different religious movement, but kind of of the same, they sometimes get the same criticisms. I think people would find this documentary interesting. My problem is that I went in thinking it was going to be more of like an expose about the Duggars, but the Duggars really are just um, sort of like an illustration to look at the the larger problems with the movement. And it almost felt like they shouldn't have focused on the Duggar family, if that makes sense. So like it was most interesting when the survivors from the cult were sharing their own stories so and they only interviewed one Duggar sister and one Duggar cousin and so like to me like that and their testimonies like weren't particularly this is going to sound horrible but like they weren't particularly strong if that makes sense like like the like the one Duggar sister I was kind of like she's like I didn't want to be on this documentary but I'm here to tell my story because if I don't tell my story like, someone else will, essentially. Mm. But, like, I don't know, like, it didn't seem particularly... It wasn't, like, anything you couldn't already find, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, like, I found, like, it... I guess I found, like, the Duggar stuff a little bit shallow. And I still don't understand... And this is, like, a question, like, across religious movements, across institutions, like... Why? So they try to explain, like, okay, this this IBLP, they teach certain values, they indoctrinate people, and based on these values and this indoctrination, it like harbors abusers. But I'm like, okay, that makes sense, like this, like emphasis on authority and things like that. But I'm like, but like, there's a difference in my mind, and again, I might, this might be like too heavy for this for this uh, for this uh, podcast, but. So there's like a difference between just like a, an abuser and pedophilia. So like, I don't, there, there seems to be like um, a problem with like, possibly like pedophilia within this church movement. And oh. I felt like, okay, but like, how do you explain that? You know what I mean? Right. Like I felt like right. that wasn't addressed very well in my opinion. Like maybe mm. yeah, like, I didn't like, I kind of missed it. Maybe like, they talk about how like one of the values is like there's like no sex ed, right? So, like, because there's no sex ed and there's this emphasis on authoritative like um authority and stuff, it like maybe leads to these kind of things, but, like, I don't know, it didn't seem it's just like I just, yeah, I just wish you it's it went a little bit deeper into that, and because it was like a multi episode limited document documentary series, I thought like. Mm-hmm. There was room for you to explain that more. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they just um, didn't go into it.
1: <laughs> it definitely does not have the production value of a Netflix documentary. I've, I think Netflix, I have a lot of problems with Netflix original content, but their documentaries are typically pretty pristine. Um, I felt like this was lacking some of the production value that a Netflix documentary would have. And one of the problems I have now with this this movement towards documentary series, as opposed to just a feature length documentary is by like the third or fourth episode, I've like lost interest. You know what I mean? Like they've kind of like unraveled away from the main thesis. They're kind of going on different tangents and I, I just kind of like lose interest. And I, I also mm. find that with Netflix limited documentary series, typically by like the fourth episode, I'm like, I'm done. Like I can turn right. this off. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I've gotten everything that I'm going to get out of this documentary. So um I'm like, yeah. I you're not saying anything new by the last episode, I guess, um, is what I'm trying to say. So all in all, um, I thought it was an interesting watch and like now I've been listening to podcasts about like IBLP. because um, i 'cause I'm I'm very interested in religious movements. I'm interested in kind of fundamentalist faiths, cults, all that kind of stuff. And I always wanna like know more. It's like when I watched the documentary Um Keep Sweet from Netflix about um oh it was that Mormon that fundamentalist Mormon church but anyways um so like it definitely was riveting um it just wasn't like the most polished documentary that I've watched recently um and I did feel like I wanted them to go deeper on things and their emphasis on the Duggar family maybe like it was almost like I guess they just didn't it it felt like maybe they didn't have enough about the Duggar family to be like a like a duggar family specific documentary if that makes sense you know what i mean that does make sense yeah yeah, like i don't know that's just how i felt um all in all i think for people who grew up watching tlc reality tv for people who are interested in cults people interested in fundamentalist religions i think they'll find this an interesting watch so it's a stream it for me Mm -hmm. um but like you don't need to rush out to see this one, and like you're gonna get yeah. more like if you want more juicy Duggar stuff, like just go to the girls' Instagram pages, like and like they're releasing <laughs> books, like you can like read yeah, their yeah. books, their expi- books If, if you're really books. interested, yeah, like you if can you're because <laughs> there are like my, there are like diehard TLC fans, you know what I mean? I, so I like, I guess
0: there must be. I mean, it's been yeah. around a long time.
1: You TLC girlies, like you're not missing much from this documentary. You're probably gonna get more from their books that are being released in the next couple weeks. But for everyone else um, who's not as emotionally attached to the family, I think it's it's a, worth a watch Like when you you need another documentary to watch, essentially. Um, obviously, like dis- I should have said this at the top of my review. Um, I obviously alluded to-, alluded to it when I said pedophilia and molestation, um, trigger warning. And Mike, you might want to add that at the top of the episode. Um, this documentary obviously deals like pretty heavily with like adult themes, especially around molestation, child abuse, um things of that nature. So if the those are things that make you uncomfortable or you can't um you can't engage with that content, this definitely won't be for you because it's a major um part of the story.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um okay so I uh I saw <laughs> now in a really cheap tone <laughs> From our whole episode, for the final few minutes, let's talk about Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Uh, talk about things that just don't matter. Um, <laughs> so, so this is this is the first Transformers movie I've seen in theaters in a long time. Now, I, I did see Bumblebee. Which you liked Bumblebee, kind of, I think. I did. Bumblebee was was a pleasant surprise, uh, and it was a much, but it was a much that movie was a much more personal story. Uh, about about a, a girl in the, the talking car you know like it right. it had that element to it this movie went back to being you know more of what a transport typical transformers movie is dialogue a little dry some not great awkward cheesy over-the-top moments um it did surprise me uh, that it was somewhat watchable now again it, it wasn't it wasn't as like enjoyable as even the Little Mermaid was, which is what I reviewed last week, where I kind of came up being like, "Well, that's like a, you know an enjoyable movie. I have some issues with it, but like whatever, fun summer movie." This one wasn't as enjoyable because it was still not not great. It's still a Transformers movie. It really doesn't take itself even tiny bit seriously that you kind of want it to, just to kind of get through it. Um, the movie's just a tad too long, um, and it really. Really tries to focus on the human characters, which is something that Bumblebee did really well, but failed to. We we spent about forty five minutes kind of learning the background of the human characters, and I was just like, "Can we move on from this? Like, I don't I want
1: to see the robots."
0: Yeah, like go back to the robots. Like I'm <laughs> I'm here to see the beasts. Beast I'm here machines, to see the Transformers. Yeah, can we just can someone just I don't know blow up these humans, or whatever. Um, but it, but I will I will say the movie repaired some of the feelings I had on Transformers movies where at least it was um, way less like misogynistic than the other ones were. Um, It was a lot more focused on, we're going to try to tell a really good story that has to do with these robots and like have like an an adventure or a thing they must do and a thing they must accomplish. And they have to kind of come together to do this and they did a better job there. As I mentioned earlier in the show, the CGI was, was like top notch. There was never a moment where I was just, totally confused as to what was going on. Like the fight scenes were a little bit clearer. Um, I didn't really have the same feelings of just visual noise uh, in my face for, for two and a half hours or how long this movie was. Um, Again, it, it was just, it was just okay. I think if you're a Transformers fan and you have been really enjoying these movies, this will be the best one of the lot so far, because considering, like, I think I walked out of the last one. I don't think I finished the last night. It was so egregiously awful that I don't even think I I don't, I... I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I think I stopped watching it. Like, I think I paused it and was like, I'm never coming back. to um, But this movie did a lot of a better job of being an actual movie, which was nice to see. Um, I went because of the 90s nostalgia around the, the sort of beasts of Transformers. So there was a TV show that I liked that was called Beast Wars. That was about Transformers went back in time and instead of cars they had to transport yeah, into you know, dinosaurs. Them. Yeah, okay. So the I didn't realize it was
1: connected to Transformers though.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. They they were Transformers. And in the pilot episode, they were Transformers and they got we find out later shot through time, but they are don't Transformers
1: know that. aliens.
0: Yeah, they're from a different planet. They're they're cybernetic aliens. Yeah. They're robots, but they, they're sentient. Yeah, from a different planet. Gosh.
1: Media is so weird. (laughs) Who thought that up? I don't know. (laughs) Who thought up anything? I don't (laughs) know. It's just so weird. Anyways, continue. Um,
0: Yes, but so that's really why I wanted to go. Like, I wanted to see finally seeing these kind of beast characters that I knew on on screen. Um, They're only in it for about half the movie. And aside from Optimus Primal, the rest of them don't really talk. So you've kind of got one character and then the others are just sort of present. Um so that was a little bit of a, a disappointment. It seems like they're trying to to set this movie up to do something big, which I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil something at the end. So just maybe skip the rest of this episode if you really care. But I know most All our, all our listeners dying
1: don't. to see the new Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> okay.
0: At the end of this movie the the guy, the dude, the human who we're with gets gets someone's trying to recruit him to become a GI Joe. So GI Joe is in the same Hasbro universe as as Transformers. And there were some cartoon movies that were made in the 90s of GI Joes and Transformers together. So the hardcore fans have been waiting for this moment and so it kind of happens at the end, a crossover. And when you look at it through that lens because this movie set in the 90s it's set before a lot of these transformers movies when you look at it through that lens you're like oh are they going to try to go off in a different direction now and bring in the gi joes and like do more things and we might see more of the beasts later all all good questions but i don't like movies even even superhero movies that that i that i go to see i don't like them when they're just set up for something else so yeah
1: like like it's obvious very heavy-handed
0: yeah. And that's, that's too much for me where I'm like, just make a good movie. And then if you want to expand later, so like all in all Transformers Rise of the Beast did not get to, to like the same level as, as Bumblebee, but it did do something that for the first time since the first Transformers movie, I left being like, yeah, that was like fun. That was fine. Like that was nice to kind of see these things again. There were a couple cool little moments. It was fun. The acting overall was okay again when you set a movie back in time the one thing this movie did which i don't like i again i don't automatically turn over my emotions in a movie which i find other people do where you watch a movie you're like you can have my emotions whatever you do with it i'm just going to believe everything and i'm going to feel everything and you have my emotions i don't do that you have to earn it and in this movie again like slight spoilers but nobody cares they they like quote unquote kill bumblebee near the beginning Aww. but it's back in time and he's obviously not dead and he comes back at the end. Like, there's a big moment to reveal oh. that he returns and it's like this big moment and I'm like, I felt nothing because I knew he was coming back. I'm like, you just said, this movie's set 10 years before the first Transformers movie. <laughs> Bumblebee is obviously not dead. Like, it was just a moment of you're I know what you're trying to do, but it didn't work. Um, and it might work on some, but it didn't work for me. And yeah, like that that awe, uh, even though you are For those care, people
1: who... You're like Bumblebee.
0: People... Like everyone loves Bumblebee. <laughs> so but I get like, what they were doing.
1: <laughs> I guess they do that for those people who like haven't seen the 10 other Transformer movies. I guess. But, like, who's dropping in to the series with this one? No, right. exactly.
0: And and I just, even when it happened, because they had this big villain, and the big villain, I, I knew they would need to do this. Like, if big villain has to do something at the beginning to, one, make you hate them, and show, two, show you how powerful they are. So they, quote, unquote, kill Bumblebee. But I, I just thought to myself, he's not dead. He's obviously going to come back. I've, like, seen, like, I've no, seen
1: Bumblebee. I've seen Yeah, the like movie. there's no way.
0: <laughs> and of course he comes back in this big moment and I'm like, okay, I get what you're doing. Otherwise it's a huge
1: continuity error. Exactly.
0: But I get what they're doing because the music swells and Bumblebee right. jumps out of a plane and comes down and like shoots a bunch of things and you as an audience are supposed to like cheer at that moment, but it doesn't work because there's no stakes because you did it with the wrong character. You didn't introduce us to another character who, who you, you, you know, make us fall in love with and then take them away right like i get it i get humanity is the type of humanity that you can give a the whole thing of like you can give a pencil a name and if you break the pencil in front of someone like a part of you feels that because we named the pencil but i i don't do that like you've got to earn the emotion the movie didn't do a great job of that so Cause mike's a it.
1: sentient robot no i'm
0: i think i'm <laughs> like a real balanced <laughs> human being but whatever um so but all I'm, all just
1: know, like, I'm just kidding
0: i'm I'm going to give this movie a stream it because it did do a little bit to, to making me like, like it's better than the Transformers that came before. It's probably the best Transformers movie since the first one. Not quite as good as Bumblebee, like not to see it, run out to see it. But if you're curious, this is a, this is a matinee afternoon, something you're looking for something to watch uh, and you're bored and stream it, like throw it on the stream, see what's going on. Like it's, it's honestly nothing more than that. So I, I give uh, I give this one a stream it. So there you go. Um, next week, more more Esther Miller talk. Get ready everyone, as we'll review the flash um, Thank we'll you. We'll try so to much. keep
1: it specific just to the movie review. We'll try. <laughs>
0: we will not succeed, but we'll try. Um, thank you everybody for for listening once again this week.
1: Go see some movies.